Well, how about we invite the Holy Spirit to come? Holy Spirit, thank you for always illuminating your word, teaching us, shifting things in us, realigning things. So Holy Spirit, we need you today. We need you to come, speak to every one of us. Would you pray this prayer with me? Holy Spirit, anoint my eyes to see. Anoint my heart to receive. Amen. Who knows Dr. Yogi Cho? Largest church in the world, 700,000 members when he was alive. I was watching him years ago on a video and sometimes in life it's not the big things that you see on someone and their movement that not the word impress but brings value to them even more it's the little nuances it's that man walking in the room and there's that lady just by herself and she's a little bit shy but he just quickly moves over and just a gentle touch on his shoulder and says hope you're all well once again, the little nuance revealing a heart of compassion and care and also seeing people. I watched uh, Dr. Yongi Cho get up and he was about to preach and uh, I got sat down and when he came up, he just did this. I said, what is that? So I rewound it. turned it up, looked, and he said this, Holy Spirit, we got this. That's all he said. That's all he had to say. And I thought it was good enough for a man of 700,000 members before he ever brings the word is to say, Holy Spirit, I need you. We got this. It's good enough for us. Never be, someone recently saw me and said, uh, Pastor Mark, do you ever get nervous when you come to speak? I don't think it's nervous with the aspect of speaking in front of people. It's more anxious that I can convey to you what he's already conveyed to me. And I know that I need every bit of him. I need every bit of that presence and Holy Spirit to be there. So it's always there and never leave me. And I pray I'll always be in that posture of dependency and humility that Holy Spirit, we need you. Say it's time to cross over. Tell the person beside you, it's time. Cross over. Thank you, uh, Izzy. Well, spring has arrived. It's a new season. New flowers are out there, new shoots are starting to happen and the cherry tree is in blossom and I'm reminded that it's a new season. It's already shifted and you can't stop it. And it's the same with God. God is constantly working on you, moving towards you, leaning all the time. The Apostle Paul said this way, he who has begun a what? A good work in me will what? Be constant there to perform it. 
You might not feel at times that you want to keep moving forward and you might want to settle and just sit for a while, but the Holy Spirit was ever moving on you, caressing you, shifting you, encouraging you to discover everything He's placed with inside of you. That's the same with this church. There's a season on this church. We've had a great season. We've been here 25 years. This church is 47 years old, I think it is. And we're the longest serving senior pastors in the history of the church. We're the longest serving pastors in the history of the church. And what someone said to me recently, Pastor Mark, when transition comes up and you're about to do this, will you miss that? Will you miss that? Will you miss that? Someone said, will you miss your nice office? I said, not really. It's a lovely office. I love it. But I'm just a steward. I'm a caretaker. This is not mine. It's not in my asset register. I'm a caretaker. And I've just been given a steward. So there are some things I'll miss, but the biggest one you do miss is when I start to shift and travel more. It will be the people. It will be the relationships. It'll be the fun times. As soon as I land back in Adelaide, you can better believe I'm booking the boys for a game of golf. We're going to go out, and it's Bailey's shout. He will shout everything on that day. But we are ever moving forward. And this morning, I just want to share from my life some things I've had to learn. Mark, how do you shift forward? How do you do it well? And there's, it's going to be more like a little devotional. You cool with that? Okay, come with me. When we look at the Bible, we see two big movements. We see Moses moving with the children of Israel. We see that generation shift, and we see Joshua moving with the children of Israel. Two big, huge movements, two different transitions. We pick up in Joshua chapter 3. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan. Here's a little biblical clue. Whenever you see the Jordan in the Bible, it always speaks of crossover. Elisha, Elijah, whenever you see the Jordan crossed over, it's a season of transition. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your position. Tell the person on your right, are you ready to move out? Move out and follow them. And now verse 4. Verse 4 is for some of you in this room. Since you have never traveled this way before, they, who's they? The leaders will guide you. Some of you have never been through transition in a church before. Sam and I would sit down, we'd say, what about this? And we'd both look and go, we don't know what we're going to do there. And it's like, we've never done a class on how to shift and transition your church before. You don't practice it every six months. We've never been there. So there's some stuff we don't know, but we do know he's leading and guiding us. Stay about. Oh, this is the tricky bit. Stay about half a mile behind them. What the? Keep a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do great wonders among you. There's a corporate thing that God will do, and there was the private thing God will do. We'll be preparing you corporately, but God is already preparing you privately. He's going to get that shift going. So in the morning, Joshua said to the priest, lift up the ark of the covenant and lead the people across the river. 
And so they started out and went ahead of the people. And the Lord told Joshua, Today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. Pull up, leadership lesson number one. You don't have to make yourself look great. He'll do that for you. You just keep doing what he's asking you to do. He'll shift and promote you. They will know that I'm with you just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few. When you reach the banks of the river, take a, take a few steps and then stop. What's that about? We'll find out. So Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Today you will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out, oh, hang on. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, Jebusites, and the Cellulites. He'll do all of that. <laughs> He'll do that. Look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. One thing Pastor Sam and I have said many, many times in our leadership, and Will and I were just talking earlier, the presence, the presence is what's leading. The presence is what's keeping all through transition. So you choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, as soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan. The priests were carrying the ark of the covenant, went ahead of them. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. Give me a break, God. Why can't it be a drought and we can move across then? Why does it have to be a flood? But as soon as the feet of the priest who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above the point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And then the water below that point flowed, oh, I wish I could land there, and flowed onto the Dead Sea. Then all the people, say all the people, all the people crossed over. Everyone crosses over. Some lessons I've learned crossing over. Number one, I've learned that God's decide never settle but always move to save. Soon as Joshua took the leadership, they'd been through 40 years of wandering with Moses, wandering. They came to the end and the, the transition for leadership went over to Joshua. And soon as they got to that place, the shift had taken place. And you would think then after all of these years, the Lord would come to Joshua and say, hey, okay, guys, take a chill pill, now settle. You've been through a tough time. You've been wandering. You've been wandering. You've been roaming. You've been going round and round 40 years that should have taken 40 days. Come on, guys, just settle now. If anyone ever needed a break, it's you. But the first words he says in chapter 1, get your people ready, time to go over. And why? Because it's important because there's a place just not for you when he puts these two little words, and your children. They're not with you now, but I'm thinking about your future. 
there's going to be children in this house that are going to come. What we're moving and doing right now is not just for us, it's for the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. I'm standing here today because of what yesterday's generation did for me. There was meetings 20, 30 years ago that they were having a meeting saying we can't keep paying 18% interest rate. We will go under, but they stood up and said, listen, we're not just going to settle, we're going to fight. We're going to rally together and pay off the debt and do these things so that we could today be here today. So with transition, I had to learn, Mark, never settle, always move towards saving. Take the steps to save the next generation. Keep moving. You know, when you get saved, oh man, it's a wonderful new lifestyle. I remember the time I got saved and it was just a place. I settled into this new lifestyle of church once a week and the community, life groups and all of those things there. And it could have been so easy to do that. But I knew that there was more and God decided to shift me and say, Mark, I don't want you to settle. I want you to keep moving. I want you to be saving people. We're called, we're not just called, but saved, but we're called. It says in 2 Timothy 1.9, we can only keep on going after all by the power of God who first saved us and then called us to this holy work. You don't get saved just to settle. You get saved to be called. There's no such place in the church just to come and sit on a Sunday and say, this is my fun day. That's not the church we're talking about. We're talking about a church coming today that people know that they're saved but they're also called there's a movement to go there's a growth to go there's a community out there that need us churches that make the decision to keep moving forward and cross over from the place of comfort to the place of conquest do so because they realize that they've been called to save people not just pastor a settled people this is your new season and how are you going to do it? It's time to cross over. The second thing I had to learn too was, Mark, it's time to grow up, not just show up. Man, I had to learn that, which speaks about maturity. The first one speaks about movement. This speaks about maturity. You see, before the children of Israel crossed over Jordan, they had 40 years of being led and fed. It was a supernatural season. They had fire by night. I don't want you to catch a cold. They had a cloud by day. I don't want you to get sunburned. They had fresh manna every day. I don't want you to go without food. It was the season of being led and fed. And when I got saved, I was in that season. When I got saved, I was the ex-policeman, ex-alcoholic, came in, and man, was I the center of attention. Oh, everyone wanted to talk to me, speak to me, feed me, comfort me, caress me, buy me a Coke, do that, come on. I loved it. I loved being led and I loved being fed. It was my place. I thought if everyone knew about this, why aren't they in church? And the, 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 the next thing I found out too was supernatural. I, and someone said, what are you doing? I said, I, want to, I need a car. Well, pray for it. I said, pray? Yeah, just pray. I prayed for a car. Next day, bang, there's a car. I said, how long has this been around? What's going on here? And then I'm out, I'm out of town driving and uh, a, a little country town and I'm driving and I've, oh no, my fuel. And so I, I wait there, pray. And so I'm praying and put my hand, I don't, I don't recommend this, and I pray and I'm over the fuel gauge. Oh, I'm sure it moved, but it couldn't. And it went. I kept driving and kept praying. It kept going. I said, this is so cool. 
But there came a time I prayed. He said, you've had enough being led and fed. Now you've got to learn how to fight by faith. Wow. He said, Mark, it's time to grow up, not just show up. Okay. So that's what we did. One nation were led and fed. Next nation, you'll cross over and don't worry about all the Amorites, the Jebusites and all them. You'll fight them. If you go through all of those, there were things they had to deal with internally. I had to learn to deal with insecurity. I had to learn to deal with lack of confidence. I had to learn to deal with anger. I had to fight these places. I had to fight them by faith. I had to learn to deal with unforgiveness. How to move past the place of going to forgive someone. These are areas of growth and development. And uh, God began to take me to the place called maturity. You see, the cloud was God made and God moved. But when the Ark of the Covenant came along, it was man-made and moved and carried by man. The Ark did not move itself. It was carried and select by selected and elected leaders. It was now a new day and a new season. And for them to follow, the children of Israel, they had to not just show up now, but they had to grow up and follow their leader into this new exciting journey. This is where we find ourselves on our journey of faith. Now moved by faith, called to live by faith, called to cross over by faith, and it will require from all of us a maturity, moving from comfort to conquest, settling to saving. Philippians 3.15 says, all of us who are mature should think in this same way. The third thing I had to learn in my life was our lives are filled constantly with crossover seasons. As you look over your life, will be. As you look back over your life, you'll see this constant transition. I was thinking of Bailey. Bailey had a transition to come down to Adelaide. It wasn't the word of the Lord. It was the wonder of the girl. It was just amazing. But he had to make a movement, had to leave Toowoomba and come down here. That's a transition. It's a big shift. And when we came from Sydney to come to Adelaide, it's a huge shift. And God, there's always constant transition. You're single, and then you shift to be going out with someone. Then you're engaged, and I can hear Felix saying, Amen, Amen. And, and, uh, and then you get married. That's transition. And then all the parents let out, a, let out a shout here. And when you have a baby, that is a big transition. No more just quickly jump in the car, put your seatbelt on. It's an hour before you got the nappies, you got that, you got that. Yeah, I think I've got everything. But our life is a constant stream of transition, shifting from one job to the other, shifting from one town to the other, shifting out of relationships that can be challenging. It's all about transition. And so I always should say this. My constant environment is transition. It's not something strange. It's not something foreign. I live in the constant movement of transition. Go out the back and look at your trees and all the flowers starting to come. It's constant. Don't think next year you'll go out and nothing will happen. It'll be back again. It's constant. Our lives are always made up of constant movement and transition. That's the exciting part of this season as we move here. You know, God speaks to us and gives us revelation. Write these down. First, there's revelation. Then I put down here, there's prayer-paration. Not just preparation, but prayer-paration. 
When God speaks to you about something, then you pray about something. Pray before you talk to someone. Pray. Talk to him first. Then there's preparation. That's when Psalm chapter 1 says, seek godly counsel. You come in and prepare. Then there's consecration. So once revelations happen and God begins to speak to us about this church and the future, then we shift to preparation. We go into prayer. And we've been praying for a couple of years now. We've been praying about it. And then we shift to preparation. We start to talk to one another. We talk to our leadership when we talk, what's it look like? We invite pastors in who have done transition. Some, we've asked them, how did you do it well? What didn't work well? Why would you do it again? Tell us these stories. And then once we keep praying and we get preparation, then we shift to consecration. This is Lord. We're laying it now before you right now. It's not our will. It's your will and once you do consecration you then shift to dedication I'm moving forward I had to learn that had to learn the process as God was taking me through that the fourth one is this you're on your own for the first thousand yards what in the flip is that about You're on your own, Mark, for the first thousand yards. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your position and follow them. Since you have never been this way before they will guide you but stay about half a mile behind them keep a clear distance between you and the ark make sure you don't come any closer there's a couple of things I want to pull out here you've never traveled this way before life is like that You've never traveled this way before. We have some people here from different nations that have landed here, never been here before. Shifting into a brand new job, never been that way before. Get invited up to start worship leading, never been that way before. First time you get to preach, never been that way before. As your life is filled with the constant movement and momentum of moving forward, your life will be a constant movement and momentum of coming into places and spaces where you've never been before. And it's okay. It's okay to show up to a place where you've never been before. It looks different, sees different, smells different, feels different. You've never been this way before. And that's the first point I want to bring out there. But one thing I want to point out here is, and we've had the question, so Pastor Mark, what's it going to look like next year? Well, I don't know. What's it going to look like when these services and then Nova, I don't know. But one thing I do know, even though we've never been this way before, 
I know the same God who saved me way back in 81 and led me here and led me here and led me here. And one thing I've learned is I do know his voice. I know his voice. Our leadership know his voice. And another thing I know about my God is this. My God is a good God. And if he's leading us to some places, all I know is it's going to be good, baby. It's going to be good. I get so excited when I think about this new season coming. There's mixed emotions, happy, sad, all of those things. That's normal. But I know one thing deep in my spirit. It's going to be so good. There's going to be sounds coming out of this house you've never heard before. It's going to be so good. There's going to be the sound of salvations like never before. There's going to be the sound of healings like never before. There's going to be marriages restored like never before. There's going to be a conversation taking place in the community where people are saying, you've got to get to that house because there's hope in that house. There's healing in that house. There's something happening in that house. There's something good. So when I come into this little phrase says, you've never been this way before, it's all good. It's all good. I've been in many places I've never been before. Remember the time I was first asked to do communion message. I went into prayer and fasting for a week. The communion message was only a minute. But I was so scared I've never been that way before. Remember the first time I got invited to preach? Oh, man. Back then it wasn't a computer. It was a typewriter with whiteout. That's how old this man is. I've never been that way before. And I remember I, I, I did a message up. Would, would you believe it was from Joshua? Little country town in Emerald. I had to go to a place called Springshaw. Say Springshaw. I just wanted to hear the South Atlanta lady and say Springshaw. Yeah, Will, you just whisper it. Springshaw. Typed up my message. It's 45 minutes away from Emerald. We drove over Sunday morning to preach. And I left my notes home. Man, I've never been that way before. <laughs> so the pastor said to you, you're going to come and pray? I said, no, you go and pray. I'm going to go and write. And I downloaded everything. I can still see myself sitting in that little country church. Never been that way before. Then I remember getting a knock on the door by a full gospel businessman. I had a business back then, never been that way before. Started a business, started another business, started another business. They said, would you come and speak at our big uh, convention? Never been that way before. So I did. Walked in, nervous, fearful, but said, this is part of movement. This is part of my life. I walked through doors I've never been before. So I went in there and that got in. Next, I'm on a plane in country Queensland. They're flying me to Longreach. They're flying me up to Alpha. They're flying me these places to speak at all these businessmen's functions. Never been that way before. Then got called into management. Never been that way before. 45 staff. Wow, I've never been that way before and I never want to go back there again. But God was always preparing me. And so he prepared me through that, and then I got to Bible college, and then we came here. And then I found that when we inherited the church, and it was our time to be caretakers and stewards, and, and there was bits and pieces of debt. That's nothing wrong with that, because churches have to borrow to go forward. 
But all my business past helped me with that. And these things helped me with, I, I could be comfortable with the bank manager. I, I've been walking and playing golf with them for 15 years in my own businesses. Then I remember the first time I had to go and preach in Sydney. Preach for old Pastor Norm Armstrong. Oral Roberts, he worked with for 18 years. He was like the apostle of faith in our movement. And I stood up and I remember I'm sitting in the church in Sydney, never been that way before. And here's this man sitting 75 who's ministered all over the world. Papua New Guinea, when he flies in, they line up the police cars and they, to bring him in, this great apostle of faith. And I preached my first sermon, never been that way before. I remember going to Singapore and preaching at Grace Assembly, 5,000 member church. Never been that way before. And I'm sitting off over the side behind a curtain. The pastor comes out, Pastor Lou. And he says, today we have a very powerful man from God. I'm looking behind the curtain. Is there someone else preaching today? He's a mighty man of God. And I was singing that song. Oh, my name is Gideon. Gideon. And as I'm sitting there behind the curtain, never been that way before, I came out. It was a balcony. Wow, people. Balcony, people. Balcony, people. And I got there. And my life was flashing before me, a little country boy from a little country town in Emerald, Queensland. And I thought, how in the world did I end up here? I've never been this way before. But it all started years before when a pastor in a country town said, would you like to share communion? Even though I've never been that way before, I want to challenge you as this new exciting season opens up. You're going to be tapped on the shoulder. You're going to be asked, would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? And the first thing that's going to come to your mind is, I've never been that way before, but I don't care. I'm going to step up. If you think I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm going to step in. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to grow up. This is what I'm going to do. So they come to the bank of the Jordan. Said, We've never been this way before. It says here, but as the children of Israel were encouraged, when you see the Levitical priest carry the Ark of the Covenant, move out. But since you've never traveled this way before, they will guide you. And I know leadership will guide you. Thank you, uh, uh, Izzy, as you come. They will guide you. They will guide you through the process. And that's what we've been doing. Then it says, stay about half a mile behind them. Keep a clear distance between you and the Ark. Make sure you don't come any closer which leads to that point, you're on your own for the first thousand yards. You see, the leaders, this was our place, and they were saying, listen, there will at times, in preparation, there will at times, when we come and bring proclamation, 
there will at times when we let loose with a bit of celebration. There will at times you will feel at times a separation. We're not, we're just not up where they are at the moment. With and it's okay when you're being led. It's okay when you're being guided. We have roles to play. Our role with our leadership and Sam is to come close and keep praying and keep getting the word for the next season. Your role is the community as you stand together. We're not up there. There's no particular place up there, but we're not positioned there, right there and hearing every session that we have every day and what we're getting from God every day. You don't have to be. You have a part to play. But the part to play is just keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on the leaders. Keep leaning in. Keep listening. And he said, listen, when you go, you've never been this way before. Keep an eye on them. And just keep the distance back a bit. Just allow them place, allow them grace to do what they have to do. They're carrying the ark. They're carrying the presence right now in this moment, trying to hear from God and to be guided by God. And it's okay. As their preparation, there's going to be at times you might feel a separation. But it's just that moment. You keep encouraging one another as you keep doing it. Next one, I'll just quickly move. Ouch, the water is cold. Number five, ouch, the water is cold. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. This was no small feat awaiting the children of Israel. It was the Jordan River, and by the way, it was in flood. And the people were told, as you approach, don't be distracted by the sound. Don't be distracted by the sight. Don't be distracted by the situation. Just take the next step. And it says here, when you reach the banks, just take a few steps. We're not asking you, okay, can you just quickly come all in? There's actually a leadership teaching on that. The stages of coming in and commitment. But the word was to them, listen, when you come up to this place, when you come to this river, don't be distracted by the sight, the sound and all that. But just take a few steps. Take a few steps. And when you get the few steps, just stand. What does that mean? Don't go back. Move forward. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Pastor Mark preached a couple of weeks ago. I'm just, I'm just handling. We're going. I'm, I'm, I'm just processing. Takes a bit more. That's good. You move forward. Some are over here going, yay, about time. That was for my son, Travis. But movement. Just take a few steps. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. And stop there. Start the journey with small steps. And then stand. May feel a little bit different, a bit cold. This has been my journey through life. Starting with the small things. I shared that with you. Stepping through doors. Stepping through small places. But always moving forward. Pastor Mark, would you come on the executive? I don't feel qualified. I don't feel I'm right. But Pastor Mark, we want you. Okay, I'll take a few steps towards that. I'll come to a meeting. 
Or would you like to get involved in the creative? We've got the groups merging together. We've got the band coming together. We reckon you'd be good. Oh, I don't know, but, but, but I'll take a few steps. I'll come to the first Wednesday night. I'll just see what it's like. Take a few steps. Move forward. That's what we've been doing, moving forward. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance in a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. And they moved forward in faith. I love this bit here. Just take a few steps and just touch the edge. Oh, hang on. Hang on. The woman with the issue said, I don't have to have a face-to-face with him to see to see movement from heaven I just have to touch the edge it's the obedience to reach out and just touch it I don't have to get fully I just have to move towards it and there was a little boy with some fish and there was a miracle needed and they didn't call an Uber to bring a banquet he said I've just got a I've got a small amount that if you want to just move towards and touch this small amount, I know it will release a huge touch of God from that movement. There's something powerful about as we move and just touch the edge of something. We're just going to touch the edge of this thing that God's doing between the two churches. I'm just going to put my feet in a little bit. Just touch the edge. And when you do and you say, I'm in, I'm just moving forward. Watch what God does behind the scenes as He says, listen, I'm going to respond to that small movement with a large outpouring of God on this house. Yeah. Elijah, are you the widow? I am. God heard you cry. Are you preparing? Are you preparing for a funeral? Yeah, we have one meal left. And it's just for me and the boy. Let me in. Let me in. Now give me. Give me the oil. Yeah, but it's, it's just, it's, it's just... It's just a little. It's just a small amount. Give it to me. And she gave him the little. Broke the back of all her poverty. Ushered her into an exciting new season. No longer preparing for a funeral, but preparing for favor. I sense that prophetically. Every one of you, God's going to be asking you 
Are you prepared to take a small step and just put your feet in and see what God does? I had to learn this on my journey. The last one is this. To enter the new flow, you must be ready to go. Musicians, come. Come, Lukey. Say this with me. To enter the new flow, I must be ready to go. Exodus 3.8, I've come to rescue them from the oppression of the Egyptians, to lead them into a land where they're slaves, to give them a wide open space, flowing, say flowing, flowing with milk and honey. I'm sure there were leaders around Joshua that just came up and said, Josh, do you have a minute? Yeah. What do you want? Just come for a walk with us. So Joshua's walking with the leaders. He says, where are we going? We're just going down here. And when they get down near the bank, they go, I, I, I don't know, man, if, you, if you're not aware of it, but we're in flood season. I, I don't know if it slipped your mind, but that sound out there, that, that's not an air conditioner blowing. That's, that's a torrent flowing past us. We're in flood. Now, now I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you on the crossing over. The only thing I'm not with you on is the timing. Surely there's got to be a better time to do this. Surely when the river subsides, the flood season goes, we can build a little bit of an eddy there, stop the water. We're, we're, we've actually got some plans here. We've drawn it up. We can, no, 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 Joseph, we've got to go now. No, no, we can't go. Yes, we do. Now, the lesson I've learned to enter the new flow, you've got to be ready to go. Come to Adelaide, Mark. We want you to be the pastors. Yeah, I'm not quite ready. Do you want to enter the new flow? We'll be ready to go. Mark, it's time for you and Michelle to be released to go and help pastors all around the state and internationally. Yeah, but could, could I just get a couple of these little ducks in a row here and get my this ready and the, 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 this, you know. No, 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 Mark, 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 Mark. If you want to enter the new flow, you've got to be ready to go. We've got to be ready. Ask the person beside you, are you ready? <laughs> oh. oh, I'm ready. Shout at me, Pastor, we're ready. Oh, come on, that was... I want, I want to hear a Nova cry now. Pastor, we're ready. Pastor, we're ready. Woo! We're ready. This is our commitment to you as leaders of this church. So in the morning, Joshua, call the priest. Lift up the ark and lead the people across. So the people left their camp to cross. And those that were carrying the ark stood. Where did we stand? Not at the edge. Not two feet in. Scripture records we stood in the middle. We're going right in. 
And we're going to stand until you all cross over. And we're going to hold our ground until you all cross over. And that's our commitment to you. From Pastor Sam and Hannah, their eldership and our eldership and my wife, we will be there for you. Amen. So some lessons I've learned in my journey. Number one, Mark, it's time not to settle but to save. Don't just show up, grow up. Accept that there is crossover seasons. At times I feel I will be walking all alone. At times I will get cold feet. But I'm ready to go no matter what happens. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Pray that's bless you today. Your vessel make me Let's shout. Get this house praising as we leave. You want me to be a king. doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. Make this your prayer right now. Father, I want to be available. I want to be new. I'm ready to shift. myself available right now Lord draw me strengthen me equip me Father I declare today that this is a new season I declare right now that this is a new sound I declare right now I sense a shift happening in the, in the heavenlies I sense a shift happening in my life and Lord I want to declare that I'm ready Lord I'm ready to go. I'm ready to shift. I'm ready to take that next step, no matter how small it is. And as I take that small step, I know, Lord, that you're going to move in my life. Father, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Well, Life Family, Nova Family, we're all family. So good to have you guys here today. And uh, stay around for a coffee, stay around for a connection, stay around, build relationship. And uh, we'll catch you next week. I think, uh, is a Sam and Hannah in the house next week? I think preacher, I can't remember. Anyway, let's see what happens. God bless you. Have a great day today, guys.